You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ken Edwards. He's Ed Maher. And we're talking with Gary Pernar, the Executive Secretary Treasurer of the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. Hello again, Gary. Hello. Thanks so much for being with us today, Gary. You know, I, I want, right off the bat, there's something I wanted to ask you about, and that is I've been reading a little bit in the news, I've been seeing it pop up kind of everywhere, that the Carpenters have been um, waging a campaign and a fight against wage theft and trying to recover wages lost by, by various workers. Can you tell us a little bit about this? I mean, what is what is wage theft? Sure. Uh, wage theft is basically uh, unscrupulous contractors taking advantage of their workforce. And uh, for the last two years, we've been trying to get legislation in the state of Illinois passed. And uh, just this year, 2022, we're able to implement uh, a wage theft bill that was spearheaded by the Mid-America Carpenters Union into legislation. And we're very proud of that. A lot of hard work. Did it have a, like what kind of support did it have in Springfield? It had great support. Uh, everybody that uh, uh, f- was educated on the bill, uh, Ken, uh, really gravitated behind it. Um, it's not a union bill; it's a uh, workers' bill, and uh, any worker in the state of Illinois now has the luxury of uh, using the Carpenters' legislation, this new wage theft bill, to collect monies that uh, they have rightfully coming. Okay, so the Carpenters have this fight against wage theft, and as you said, you're successful in getting a law passed in Springfield. This law protects workers from uh, wage theft by, what, creating penalties for employers that, uh, that, that steal their wages or take away their wages or improperly pay them? Yes, exactly, Ed, and here, here's what it does in a nutshell. Uh, the collectively bargained agreements that we have with our contractors, the contractors have to pay uh, the prevailing wage, they have to pay what the carpenters are owed, and if not, there's great penalties and um, possible um, sanctions, fines, and so on and so yeah. forth. And prevailing wage, it's a term that you mentioned there. That's not a, a union wage. That's It's almost like a minimum wage for construction workers. Is that right? Yes, and it's filed with the state of Illinois every year. And it's based on, my understanding, the prevailing wage is based on what? It's based on union contracts. Often it is. I think there it's it's the minimum that um, it's the most commonly paid wage in a certain geographic area. So whether you're a union construction worker or a non-union construction worker, if you're working on projects that are funded by tax dollars in the state of Illinois, you have to be paid this wage rate. Um, it's a way to protect the standard uh, to keep you know low wage workers who are potentially unskilled from coming in and performing substandard work. Uh, that's being paid for by public uh, public that's a, dollars. That, that's a great definition of prevailing wage, and and yet again, you know, I hate to say it, but another example of how unions not only lift the the conditions and the wages and the benefits of their members, but everybody else around them. Because if I'm doing prevailing wage work, and uh, you know. I, where do I want to be working? Do I want to be working in a right-to-work state in the middle of nowhere where the prevailing wage is 15 bucks an hour? Or do I want to be working in Chicago, downtown, where the prevailing wage is 50 bucks on the check and 50 bucks in benefits? I'm making 100 bucks an hour. I want to be working in a union land, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I think something that you just said, Ken, is really important. And and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this, Gary. Is this, this isn't um, this fight against wage theft isn't just about carpenters, and this certainly isn't just about union members. This is something that's going to benefit 
workers that are in unions, workers that are not in unions. You're fighting this fight on behalf of everybody. Yes, yes, we are, Ed. Good point. Uh, we just had a recent case settled with the Illinois Department of Labor where we had a company that uh, had uh, close to a dozen workers on site. Uh, they weren't represented by any union, but we were able to negotiate with working with the Department of Labor a huge settlement uh, that'll get those workers the prevailing wage, as Ken talked about earlier, um, money in their pocket after the job was over. So, so they. So wait a second. You got to back up and, and make sure our audience is understanding this. The carpenters didn't represent this group of employees. No, we did not. Still don't. Still don't. Yet, you went and fought for them. Yes, we did. And how much money did they get? Well, the company uh, settled uh, for uh, close to a half a million dollars. Um, and each carpenter will get uh, tens of thousands of dollars in back pay. Wow. Uh, uh, doing, doing carpenter's work, excuse me, mm-hmm. that uh, they weren't represented by the union. These are just your average Joe, run-of-the-mill uh, type individuals that were working for this contractor who was cheating the system. So a worker who has no experience with the Carpenters Union, isn't a member of the Carpenters Union, might know nothing about the Carpenters Union, is going to get a check for up to tens of thousands of dollars. I heard one guy's getting 60 grand. That is correct. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's that's life-changing money. And, Life- and, and they were taking that money from this person, allegedly, but whatever, they settled. And so, the you know, the proof is in the pudding that, number one, your bill has worked, right? And number two, the work that the Carpenters have done just worked for 12 people that you've never met that's true Uh, that's that's an amazing success story so if they're shorting the workers if this company and other companies like this are shorting workers on their wages uh, i would assume that they're also shorting the income tax um that that they're reporting and and so isn't that also kind of tax fraud they're shorting the state that's true and that's another good point ed where monies that come into communities uh for schools for education uh for police fire paramedics that's all being dumped in the contractor the cheating contractors pockets and uh, the communities obviously are the ones that really suffer too along with the people that are working for this contractor so they're literally like taking money out of you know police coffers and firefighters coffers by not paying their fair share of taxes absolutely and then you know the 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 downstream effect of course is that if they're giving their workers less there's less money for their workers to spend. And where do the workers spend money? They spend in their community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, I think all the workers that were working for this company live in Illinois. Uh, you know, they, they want to buy stuff in Illinois. Um, but unfortunately, with the wages that they were getting paid, uh, um, you know, they were um, very, very much underpaid for what the prevailing wage in the state uh, allowed them to get. That's a really good point because construction workers are, are a good sort of example of middle class workers and when middle class workers get more money on their paycheck they're not putting it in a bank in the cayman islands they're not buying into hedge funds they're going to the grocery store and spending money they're buying a new refrigerator they're buying furniture they're Uh, uh, buying a car they're buying beer some of them are probably buying beer all of it goes into the economy Um, but every dollar that you're putting into middle wage workers pockets benefits the entire economy because it's not going it's not getting stuffed into a mattress or some sort of a you know a long-term investment vehicle most of it is going to to buy goods and services in the community so you must be pretty uh, proud of this uh, success story yeah we're proud of it and uh, as i said earlier it's not a, a union issue it's protecting the workers in the state of illinois and very very proud of our team uh here with the mid-america carpenters we put a lot of 
effort and time into it, and it's really rewarding to see the contractors that are cheating the system pay up. What is that? Let me ask you this. You, you, know, you mentioned contractors. It's not every contractor, right? I mean, we have good, solid, union, hardworking contractors, some of them which came up through the ranks and, and were former union members, right? Sure, sure. At, uh, very good point again, and uh, we have a number of uh, thousands of good union carpenter contractors uh, here in Illinois and throughout our jurisdiction in Missouri, Kansas, and eastern Iowa. And uh, it's really a tribute to, uh, you know, how good they are, how good they pay, you know, how they treat our carpenters with productivity, safety, and training that uh, we preach here in the union. And you know, when there's people cheating the system, it hurts everybody, not just our carpenter. How does it, how does it hurt? A, let's, let's talk about that. How does it hurt the actual contractor? Well, if, the, if, the, if, it's, uh, if everybody's on a level playing field and the job is being bid fairly, okay, which it's not when these contractors are cheating the system. Our, our union contractors are out of work and our members aren't put to work. So it's a, it's a snowball effect. And uh, it hurts our contractors as much as it hurts our membership. And what you just did is level the playing field. Tried to level the playing field. Obviously, uh, like I said earlier, there's uh, there's good union contractors that pay every day. They pay what they should be paid. They pay to the state, uh, workman's comp insurance, state insurance, uh, state taxes. And we want to make sure we protect those people as well. And you're protecting not only them, obviously. You're protecting, like you just said, you're protecting your members that work for them, that rely on that paycheck to then take that money and put their kids in school and go out and shop in their community and pay taxes. I mean, it's got an amazing amount of ripple effect. And when somebody tries to game the system, you know, they need to know, number one, that the government is watching. But more importantly, to be blunt with you, they need to know that the unions are watching, right? We're not just watching out for our own members. We're now watching out for everybody. And there's a perfect example of what you guys just did. And guess what? Unscrupulous contractors. Here's a message to you. The carpenters are watching you because where there's one, I bet there's more. Yeah, if you turn over one rock, you find something. I bet if you turn over a few more rocks, there's plenty more out there. So your fight against wage theft started. You lobbied politicians. You got a state law passed. And when you, let, me, let me stop you. Politicians, right? It was uh, bipartisan, uh, Ken, and uh, uh, obviously our, our allies, our Democratic allies, along with our Republicans, uh, it was bipartisan. It's, nice, we get to, it's the, nice to see a uh, union, and we, we talked about this last week as well. It's nice to see a union that doesn't just dump their money into the coffers of Democrats, because you have to have some friends on the other side of the aisle. And when you talk to some of them and you take away the rhetoric and you talk about something as simple as wage theft, tax theft, how do they not agree with that? Right, exactly. Uh, good point again. And, uh, you know, we have to look at both sides of the aisle. Uh, you know, our philosophy here has always been that the people that help us we will reciprocate the favor to them as well. And uh, we do have some Republican friends uh, and uh, along with our Democratic allies. Okay, so um, you passed the state law. You're seeing successes already. Workers are getting paid money that they're owed. The state's being made whole on tax fraud. So if workers out there, whether they're members or not, believe that they might be a victim of wage theft, I understand you guys have a phone number that they can call. Yes, anybody that thinks they're getting cheated uh, can call our Carpenters Hotline. So I'm going to read it to everybody. Is area code 630-368-3540. They don't have to be members of the Carpenters, correct? No, any worker in the state of Illinois can call that hotline. And then there's another one that is the southern region, and that is 217-744-1419. Again, it's 217-744-1419. And then... 
keep going, there's a Western region. And that one is 815-626-2396. Again, it's 815-626-2396. Are these posted on your website someplace? Yes, they are. Okay, so you could always go to the Carpenters website and find these things. I'm sure quite carpentersunion.org. Carpentersunion.org. I'm sure, by the way, if you called any one of these numbers, uh, it would get to the right place, right? That is correct. That's an amazing story, Gary. And uh, really, at the end of the day, all workers in the state of Illinois and throughout the country and throughout our jurisdiction and the Midwest Coalition of Labor's jurisdiction and and everywhere need to be treated fairly. And what you're doing is exactly that. And you're helping the families and and workers. And, you know, kudos to you for doing it. It's kick-ass. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Gary. You've been listening to The Worker's Mic on 720 WGN with Gary Perinar from the Carpenters Union. Fantastic job, Gary, and the Carpenters. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Uh, This is The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ken Edwards. He's Ed Maher. And we're talking with Gary Pernar, the Executive Secretary Treasurer of the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. Hello again, Gary. Hello. Thanks so much for being with us today, Gary. You know, I, I want, right off the bat, there's something I wanted to ask you about, and that is I've been reading a little bit in the news. I've been seeing it pop up kind of everywhere that the carpenters have been um, waging a campaign and a fight against wage theft and trying to recover wages lost by by various workers can you tell us a little bit about this i mean what is what is wage theft sure uh wage theft is basically uh unscrupulous contractors taking advantage of their workforce and uh for the last two years we've been trying to get legislation in the state of illinois passed and uh just this year 2022 we're able to implement uh, a wage theft bill that was spearheaded by the mid-america carpenters union into legislation and we're very proud of that a lot of hard work did it have a, like what kind of support did it have in Springfield? It had great support. Uh, everybody that uh, uh, f- was educated on the bill, uh, Ken, uh, really gravitated behind it. Um, it's not a union bill; it's a uh, workers' bill. And uh, any worker in the state of Illinois now has the luxury of uh, using the carpenters' legislation, this new wage theft bill, to collect monies that uh, they have rightfully coming. Okay, so the Carpenters have this fight against wage theft, and as you said, you're successful in getting a law passed in Springfield. This law protects workers from uh, wage theft by, what, creating penalties for employers that, uh, that, that steal their wages or take away their wages or improperly pay them? Yes, exactly, Ed, and here, here's what it does in a nutshell. Uh, the collectively bargained agreements that we have with our contractors, the contractors have to pay uh, the prevailing wage, they have to pay what the carpenters are owed and if not there's great penalties and um possible um sanctions fines and so on and so forth and prevailing wage it's a a term that you mentioned there that's not a a union wage that's it's almost like a minimum wage for construction workers is that right yes and it's filed with the state of illinois every year and it's based on my understanding that prevailing wage is based on what it's based on union contracts Often it is. I think there it's it's the minimum that um, it's the most commonly paid wage in a certain geographic area. So whether you're a union construction worker or a non-union construction worker, if you're working on projects that are funded by tax dollars in the state of Illinois, you have to be paid this wage rate. Um, it's a way to protect the standard uh, to keep you know low wage workers who are potentially unskilled from coming in and performing substandard work. 
uh, that's being paid for by public uh, public that's a, dollars. That, that's a great definition of prevailing wage, and and yet again, you know, I hate to say it, but another example of how unions not only lift the the conditions and the wages and the benefits of their members, but everybody else around them. Because if I'm doing prevailing wage work, and uh, you know. I, where do I want to be working? Do I want to be working in a right-to-work state in the middle of nowhere where the prevailing wage is 15 bucks an hour? Or do I want to be working in Chicago, downtown, where the prevailing wage is 50 bucks on the check and 50 bucks in benefits? I'm making 100 bucks an hour. I want to be working in a union land, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so I think something that you just said, Ken, is really important. And and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about this, Gary. Is this, this isn't um, this fight against wage theft isn't just about carpenters, and this certainly isn't just about union members. This is something that's going to benefit workers that are in unions, workers that are not in unions. You're fighting this fight on behalf of everybody. Yes, yes, we are, Ed. Good point. Uh, we just had a recent case settled with the Illinois Department of Labor where we had a company that uh, had uh, close to a dozen workers on site. Uh, they weren't represented by any union, but we were able to negotiate with working with the Department of Labor a huge settlement uh, that'll get those workers the prevailing wage, as Ken talked about earlier, um, money in their pocket after the job was over. So, so they. So wait a second. You got to back up and, and make sure our audience is understanding this. The carpenters didn't represent this group of employees. No, we did not. Still don't. Still don't. Yet, you went and fought for them. Yes, we did. And how much money did they get? Well, the company uh, settled uh, for uh, close to a half a million dollars. Um, and each carpenter will get uh, tens of thousands of dollars in back pay. Wow. Uh, uh, doing, doing carpenter's work, excuse me, mm-hmm. that uh, they weren't represented by the union. These are just your average Joe, run-of-the-mill uh, type individuals that were working for this contractor who was cheating the system. So a worker who has no experience with the Carpenters Union, isn't a member of the Carpenters Union, might know nothing about the Carpenters Union, is going to get a check for up to tens of thousands of dollars. I heard one guy's getting 60 grand. That is correct. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's that's life-changing money. And, Life- and, and they were taking that money from this person, allegedly, but whatever, they settled. And so, the you know, the proof is in the pudding that, number one, your bill has worked, right? And number two, the work that the Carpenters have done just worked for 12 people that you've never met. That's true. That's, uh, and that's an amazing success story. So if they're shorting the workers, if this company and other companies like this are shorting workers on their wages, uh, I would assume that they're also shorting the income tax um, that that they're reporting. And, and so isn't that also kind of tax fraud? They're shorting the state. That's true. And that's another good point, Ed, where monies that come into communities uh, for schools, for education, uh, for police, fire, paramedics that's all being dumped in the contractor the cheating contractors pockets and uh, the communities obviously are the ones that really suffer too along with the people that are working for this contractor so they're literally like taking money out of you know police coffers and firefighters coffers by not paying their fair share of taxes absolutely and then you know the 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 downstream effect of course is that if they're giving their workers less there's less money for the workers to spend. And where do the workers spend money? They spend in their community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, I think all the workers that were working for this company live in Illinois. Uh, you know, they, they want to buy stuff in Illinois. Um, but unfortunately, with the wages that they were getting paid, uh, um, you know, they were um, very, very much underpaid for what the prevailing wage in the state uh, allowed them to get. That's a really good point because construction workers are, are a good 
sort of example of middle class workers. And when middle class workers get more money on their paycheck, they're not putting it in a bank in the Cayman Islands. They're not buying into hedge funds. They're going to the grocery store and spending money. They're buying a new refrigerator. They're buying furniture. They're Uh, uh, buying a car. They're buying beer. Some of them are probably buying beer. All of it goes into the economy. Um, But every dollar that you're putting into middle-wage workers' pockets benefits the entire economy because it's not going it's not getting stuffed into a mattress or some sort of a you know a long-term investment vehicle most of it is going to to buy goods and services in the community so you must be pretty uh, proud of this uh, success story yeah we're proud of it and uh, as i said earlier it's not a union issue it's protecting the workers in the state of illinois and very very proud of our team uh here with the mid-america carpenters we put a lot of effort and time into it and it's really rewarding to see the contractors that are cheating the system pay up what is that let me ask you this you you know you mentioned contractors it's not every contractor right i mean we have good solid union hard-working contractors some of them which came up through the ranks and and were former union members right sure sure at a very good point again and uh, we have a number of uh, thousands of good union carpenter contractors uh, here in illinois and throughout our jurisdiction and Missouri, Kansas, and Eastern Iowa, and uh, it's really a tribute to uh, you know how good they are, how good they pay, you know how they treat our carpenters with productivity, safety, and training that uh, we preach here in the union. And you know when there's people cheating the system, it hurts everybody, not just our carpenters. How, how does it hurt? A, let's let's talk about that. How does it hurt the actual contractor? Well, if the, if the, if it's uh, if everybody's on a level playing field and the job is being bid fairly. Okay, which it's not when these contractors are cheating the system. Our our union contractors are out of work and our members aren't put to work. So it's a it's a snowball effect, and uh, it hurts our contractors as much as it hurts our membership. And what you just did is level the playing field. Tried to level the playing field. Obviously, uh, like I said earlier, there's uh, there's good union contractors that pay every day. They pay what they should be paid. They pay to the state, uh, workman's comp insurance, state insurance, uh, state taxes, and we want to make sure we protect those people as well. And you're protecting not only them, obviously, you're protecting, like you just said, you're protecting your members that work for them, that rely on that paycheck to then take that money and put their kids in school and go out and shop in their community and pay taxes. I mean, I mean, it's got an amazing amount of ripple effect. And when somebody tries to game the system, you know, they need to know, number one, that the government is watching. But more importantly, to be blunt with you, they need to know that the unions are watching, right? We're not just watching out for our own members. We're now watching out for everybody. And there's a perfect example of what you guys just did. And guess what? Unscrupulous contractors. Here's a message to you. The carpenters are watching you because where there's one, I bet there's more. Yeah, if you turn over one rock, you find something. I bet if you turn over a few more rocks, there's plenty more out there. So your fight against wage theft started. You lobbied politicians. You got a state law passed. And when you, let me let me stop you. Politicians, right? It was uh, bipartisan, uh, Ken, and uh, uh, obviously our, our allies, our Democratic allies, along with our Republicans, uh, it was bipartisan. It's, nice, we to, get the, it's nice to see a uh, union, and we, we talked about this last week as well. It's nice to see a union that doesn't just dump their money into the coffers of Democrats, because you have to have some friends on the other side of the aisle. And when you talk to some of them and you take away the rhetoric and you talk about something as simple as wage theft, tax theft, 
how do they not agree with that? Right, exactly. Uh, good point again. And, uh, you know, we have to look at both sides of the aisle. Uh, you know, our philosophy here has always been that the people that help us we will reciprocate the favor to them as well. And uh, we do have some Republican friends uh, and uh, along with our Democratic allies. Okay, so um, you passed the state law. You're seeing successes already. Workers are getting paid money that they're owed. The state's being made whole on tax fraud. So if workers out there, whether they're members or not, believe that they might be a victim of wage theft, I understand you guys have a phone number that they can call. Yes, anybody that thinks they're getting cheated uh, can call our Carpenters Hotline. So I'm going to read it to everybody. Is area code 630-368-3540. They don't have to be members of the Carpenters, correct? No, any worker in the state of Illinois can call that hotline. And then there's another one that is the southern region, and that is 217-744-1419. Again, it's 217-744-1419. And then keep going there's a western region and that one is 815-626-2396 again it's 815-626-2396 are these posted on your website someplace yes they are okay so you could always go to the carpenters website and find these things i'm sure quite carpentersunion.org carpentersunion.org i'm sure by the way if you called any one of these numbers uh it would get to the right place right that is correct that's an amazing story gary and uh really at the end of the day all workers in the state of illinois and throughout the country and throughout our jurisdiction and the midwest coalition of labor's jurisdiction and and everywhere need to be treated fairly and what you're doing is exactly that and you're helping the families and and workers and you know kudos to you for doing it's kick-ass okay thank you very much Thanks a lot, Gary. You've been listening to The Worker's Mic on 720 WGN with Gary Perinar from the Carpenters Union. Fantastic job, Gary and the Carpenters. We'll be right back.